Well, here. Let's, um, you know what, Girk, fine. Fair enough. You can be the adult. Um, pull us back in. <laughs> you can be the adult. Hello and welcome to the Bite Size Gaming Podcast, the podcast that's serving up a buffet of RPG topics to get you through your week. My name is Zach, and the host joining me this evening is John Christian. Good evening, Zach. Good evening, everyone. Can you believe... Now, I don't want to spoil too much without Troy being here, but that might have been the last time that we say that. It is. Yeah, I think you're right. Crazy, man. It's insane. Two years now. Two years. Two Just years. Glorious. Glorious. And uh, we're, we're, we may be approaching the end in a good mm-hmm. way. Um, yes. Uh, but here, we're not here to talk about the end. Well, we are, actually. We're here to talk about the end of 2021. And uh, like we said uh, in a previous episode, uh, what other people thought? What what was the best sellers of 2021? Um, that's what we're going to talk about today. And we've got some numbers to share with you all, um, largely from DriveThruRPG. Um, and, uh, where the, where the chips fell on that side of things that said, that said, uh, John, yes. I have a question for you. Um, mm-hmm. last time we talked about the most exciting Kickstarters, um, that we backed, uh, but what we didn't talk about was what's. What's the product that gets John Christian's uh, product of the year award for 2021? Oh my God. Like the thing that I gushed over the most. It doesn't have to be, but here's the thing, right? (laughs) It just has to be something that you discovered in 2021. It doesn't have to be new to 2021. It could be the oldest thing on your shelf. But if, if you found it in 2021 uh, and it's your favorite thing, I want to hear about it. Is this one that I should? Like, there's a, a particular answer that I should give. I or don't. Is this? Or, I or, don't or, think so. But okay. The, <laughs> I think the thing that I've enjoyed the most this Monop- year, and that I was <laughs> Craig, Craig Monopoly. <laughs> Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Have you played this game of Monopoly? You'll you'll blow your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no. It's so, oh man. Okay. It, what, as soon as you asked, I, what immediately came to mind was the Goonies. Yeah. Game. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Like, oh my God. I, I, it's awful. I just like, I feel, no. I feel like such an idiot by it because I played it and it was just, I loved every single thing about it. There wasn't one thing about it, it was to me, to, for me. And I'm not saying this for anybody else, but for me, it was the perfect board game mm-hmm. because it was like this gateway drug into mm-hmm. role-playing games that could get people into D&D and all these other great things, into the hobby that I love the most, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's an IP that I absolutely adore. Uh, I played it with my my buddies in high school, the same guys that we would have been Goonies together when we were kids. I played it with them. I played it with my kid at the same time. Like He got to get in on it. Um, man, there's just nothing about this game that I didn't love. Absolutely nothing. And it was one of those where – we might it might not have even happened like uh, one of my buddies i'm not i'm really i'm not usually a fan of ip based board games because they're really really hit or miss mm. and so one of my friends alan picked it up um he's like he got it at target on the cheap mm-hmm. and he's like let's see what what's up with it if, if we like it or not and i was kind of yeah i was kind of side-eyed it mm-hmm. and then we got we, we played it together and i was like this is amazing and of course 
the embarrassing part is not how much I loved it, but just how much I badgered the hell out of everybody to like to play it. And we need to play it more. Like my family needs to play it more. And we played it when we had, when we all got together. Right. So, uh, but yeah, that's easily the one that, that beats out for me. Uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And it, it, I think the other thing about it, right. Is that it filled a void that we didn't know was there. Mm-hmm. Like it fills this gap of like a solid step into RPGs from board games, but the most approachable of steps, but also not the like, like the, the half-assed or, or like overly simplified, like to the point where it doesn't have any meat on the bones. Right. Like there's some interesting stuff that that game wants to do. Um, and that I think is uh, the hallmark of not just a great beginner game or a great introductory mm-hmm. game, but all, just a great game period. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, I'm on board. Well, and to your point too, right? We've we've talked before about what's the best game for people to play. Yeah, to get them into tabletop RPGs. Um, it's hard for me not to say that game because it that's effectively what it is. It's a board game. It feels very board gamey, but it's also very tabletop RPG. Like there's like one person that's at the head of the table that's the dungeon master. Everybody else is a player, but everything's just simplified. To a point where it's easy to to glom onto the the concept of what an RPG is mm-hmm. without like it being super complicated and daunting for a person that's never come into it before. Yep. 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 Uh well here, I'll throw my hat in the ring with uh the alien RPG. That's my that's my win. Uh I got it back uh in 2020. Hmm is when I got the starter box, but I didn't get to run it until this year. And I was blown away when I opened that box and it, it's the perfect system that emulates the, the, the setting scenarios, themes of its source material Mm -hmm. perfectly. It's simple enough that it doesn't get in the way, but it's complex enough that it actually, like we just said with Goonies, it's doing something and that's mm. that's that's something that i'm i've just like if if i if if there's something that really has stood out to me about some of these great games that we've been playing um it's when a system is like you know what's good about this as a as a as a as a story or as a setting or as a whatever it's this and we're going to mm. figure out a way for that to be a part of the mechanics not just mm. flavor but mechanics and it doesn't get better at this point. It has not gotten better mm-hmm. than, than alien. I'm with you hundred percent. I support your, the, the, this being your number one, right? I like fully support it because not only do I agree with everything that you're saying, but as a player who sat in on a game that you ran of it, it made me want to play more. That's exactly yeah. what you're looking for in a game. Like it, it hit every single hallmark, all the little bits that made everything that's great about alien and made an alien that makes the movie stand out from all the other sci-fi movies that are out there. Everything, those things are perfectly distilled and placed into this game in a way that doesn't seem, um, I guess it doesn't seem clunky. And yeah, the, the book is one of the best written starter books or just adventure books period Mm -hmm. that I've ever picked up. Um, uh, I, uh, Paradroid's asking, alien RPG or mothership? Right now, I'd say alien RPG. 
Um, because Mothership's current rule set that you can get has some clunky bits. Um, but uh, uh, that adventure book is set up in three acts, and then every act has like, here's a map, here's all the things that are in these areas of the map, but then here, for this act, here's a set of events that you can drop in wherever you want. And some of them are mandatory, like, hey, before the end of this act, these things need to happen. And some of them are, they can happen, these can happen if you want them to happen. Mm -hmm. That is so useful that I could, that the descriptions and the little events and things that happen in each room are contained. And I can just, you know, as the players roll through, I can be like, oh yeah, this happens here, this happens here. And I have in my back pocket, like 12 things for each part of this story that I'm like, I can wait for the perfect time and drop it in. And I know that it's going to work and that it's working mm -hmm. as intended, right? Like it's, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing book to, to run as a GM. Every, every dungeon crawl should be like that. In my opinion, it's just perfect. Gosh. Well, and one of the things that I want so badly in my games is I want anticipation and anxiety in the games. I want that tension and release mm -hmm. and the mechanics for, for alien RPG tension and release. Like, in 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 spades. There's like it's that's it's perfect. The mechanics put that in there perfectly yeah. to where it gives it ratchets up the angst or the tension, and then you have like then something bad happens. The finally bad happens, but it's like but you're still up so far that you just it, there's it's that escalator upward until everybody dies or an alien erupts from somebody's chest or something like that. You know, it's like, then that's not even just something that the dungeon master or the game master is responsible for. That's the, the mechanics are lending themselves to doing it, to making yeah. sure that uh, that's, uh, that's taken care of. Yeah. Can we just, let's just end this recording now and play alien. That's where I'm at. There we go. Let's do it. Here we okay. Go. Uh, we'll hear it. No, let's, uh, let's instead, let's dive into our real topic for the evening. Um, we're going to talk about some of these, uh, bestsellers of 2021 for rpgs um we're not going to cover all of them um geek native has been working with uh drive through rpg mm -hmm. to get some data behind the scenes about what their best-selling uh games are products are in a variety of different uh genres we don't have them all out right now, but we have best-selling sci-fi rpgs for 2021 best-selling modern rpgs for 2021 and best-selling historical RPGs for 2021. Now, these are checkboxes that when you make a product, you put a product on drive-thru, it, it says, what of these uh, genres does your product fit? And you as the creator check these boxes, right? So you might look at some of these and say, that doesn't seem like a, a historical. Well, the, the creator checked that box, and for them it is that. So that's where we're going to be, right? Mm -hmm. Um. We're not like the, we, we have the top 20 of all of them. We can post the links um, so you can look at all of them. Um, I would like to start with because we were just talking about sci fi. I'd like to start with sci fi, John. And I think we just, you know, pick out the ones that come to mind um, and see where we go. Uh, let's let's start with the shocker, I think. Mm -hmm. um, Dune and Fallout. Both by Modiphius, both two D twenty systems, number one and number two slots. Right for sci fi. That's yeah. crazy to me. Mm -hmm. That is incredible. 
Um, I know that they're big. I know that they're big names. I know that that's a draw. But I've never talked to anybody. And if you look on the internet, there, there's very, very few people out there who defend the 2D20 system. Oh, yeah. Now, I've grown to really like it and appreciate it, and, and it's it's fun for me. But, like, if you were to ask me what's the greatest system of all time or the greatest system out there, it's not going to be that one. And mm. it's – it's they've got Dune. They've got Fallout um, in the top. And then if you scroll on down a bit, at number 11, they've got Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, some of these in here, you're not you're not going to be super sh- uh, shocked by Esper Genesis, the five E Master Tacticians or Technicians Guide, right? Yep. Uh, Esper Genesis being out there, uh, El- the Alien RPG Colonial Marines Operations Manual. That's not a, a giant shocker. Again, you're mm-hmm. looking at a at a, at a recognizable IP that's going to be eye catching. As soon as somebody looks at those on our drive through RPG on that front page, as soon as yep. they roll up, it's going to it's going to catch their eyes and get them get somebody interested in it. Um, Wrath and Glory, like, the 40k ones on there. Yep, yep absolutely. The right, yeah, Wrath and Glory, yeah, exactly. Yep. You got a uh, couple of Shadowrun products on there. Uh, you got a Battletech uh, coming in at the end, um, and and towards the middle, there's a couple Battletech ones. Um, there was there was one that I was actually really surprised by, uh, Mongoose with 2300 AD. That's one that I had just vaguely heard about. That's just mm-hmm. out there in the ether. But it wasn't enough to – I hadn't heard like a groundswell from anybody about like a lot of interest in it. But it's sitting in the top ten for, yeah. uh, for sci-fis. Yeah. Yeah, that one's weird. Uh, I had never heard of Hardwired Island mm-hmm. by Weird Age Games. Never heard of that. Never. And it's it's hanging out in uh, number seven. Um, crazy. Crazy. Um, yeah, and I think that I wonder if are they if they're constituting sci-fi as superhero also because Prowlers and Paragons Ultimate Edition is kind of like a is a superhero game like that got plugged in here also, uh, and that's another one that I hadn't even heard of at all. I mean, it, you can tell what they were going for in it. You've got a Captain America knockoff, Batman, Superman, maybe like a Hawk. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Hawkman uh, equivalent that's on there also. Some of these I'd never even heard of. I had heard of, one that I had heard of that I've heard really good things about was Five Parsecs from Home, mm-hmm. it's, which is a uh, solo adventure uh, uh, out there. It's 184 page PDF, and uh, it's really uh, it's RPG light, so solo adventure war game that you can r- go through on your own. I've heard really good stuff about it. This is another one from Modiphius too. So there, that's actually something to be to consider is how many of these in the top ten are Modiphius games, right? Yeah, or the, the top five, I should say, right? It's a matter. Some of this is a matter of like they, you know, obviously the biggest companies have the biggest reach. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's that's kind of where some of it sits. Um, uh, Bear Droid is asking if Cyberpunk made the list. Cyberpunk did not make the list this year. Did Part not. of that is because. Um, I think some of it came out in 2020, hmm. um, and so it probably got a big chunk of its uh, sales then. Um, so there's a note there, but yeah, nothing, nothing cyberpunk hit the list, um, at least not from uh, uh, Project Red. Um, anything else that we want to talk about as far as um, weird or interesting on sci-fi? But I know we're kind of all over the place, but really we're just... I mean, I could here. We'll do here. Let me run down the top five from one to five, just for yep. people at home. 
Uh, Dune Adventures in the Imperium is number one. Fallout was number two. SCP, the tabletop RPG by 26 Letter Publishing was number three. I don't know much about it. I looked into it a little bit. Um, still couldn't tell you much about it. Um, five Parasects from Home is number four. And Alien RPG Colonial Marines Operation Manual is number five. Again, a lot of the other books came out last year. So this is this book's getting all the love and attention this year uh, there. Uh, but you should you should probably take from that that the sales for Alien are still going very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if it had came out a little bit later, I will. If we had a fantasy uh, list here, we might see uh, one ring already at the top because I think it's just destroying on drive through right now. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, let's pop. Do you want to do modern or historical next? Let's do modern. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, what can we say about modern? There is a ton of Onyx Path publishing, a ton mm-hmm. of, of uh, Vampire Masquerade. Yeah, and Catalyst Game Labs is in here quite a bit, too. From yeah, it's it's a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. Modern has a weird tag. Like, um, you're going to see... There's, there's stuff in here that you're going to be like, that is not modern. Um, right. But for them, it is. Uh, okay, so let's do the t- one to five real quick. Um, number one is Cult of the Blood Guy, Blood Gods. That's Vampire the Masquerade by Renegade Games. Um, that's an expansion thing from it. Um, it's a cool product. I've looked at it a lot. Haven't I don't own it, but um, it looks cool. Uh, then we have Delta Green Impossible Landscapes. Delta Green making a lot of the lists um, here. Yeah, this looks like an expansion that has like new entities, artifacts, tomes, things like that, new NPCs to mm-hmm. expand the the Delta Green universe mm-hmm. yep uh then we have deviant the renegades um which i believe that is a yeah that's another um onyx path and i believe it's another um is that another world of darkness one i don't or is it just kind of them taking I think it's it a, it's yeah i think it's in that it's just the same kind of genre but i don't think it's i don't think it's linked to uh world of darkness yeah 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 and it's uh, uh Complete guide to playing deviant in the chronicles of darkness, mm-hmm. um, from psychics to cyborgs, from freaks of nature to abominations of science. Um, interesting. I don't know anything about this, but it feels like a uh, a world of darkness product, even mm-hmm. if it's not one, right? Yeah. Uh, and then let's see, we've got that at number three. Sentinel Comics, the role-playing game core rulebook, is sitting at number four. This was recommended to me actually at Gamehole Con as like a really, really good superhero RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know much about it, but I was told like if you're if you're interested in superheroes and you can't wait for Marvel, uh, this is a great one to uh, sink your teeth into. Which, again, this goes back to the weird categorization of drive through RPG, because I was just saying Prowlers and Paragons was in sci-fi, but then Sentinel Comics core rulebook is in modern, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I had also had some experience looking at the Sentinel Comics, comics uh, role-playing game. Uh, the, the rules are really easy to learn, to, to get through. Um, they're relatively they're light on crunch. Um there are a wide swath of powers and abilities to you that you can use to create your heroes. 
Um, I think it actually incorporates, there's at least one, or maybe even two adventures that are included in the core rulebook also, which mm-hmm. is really, like we've always, always said is incredibly smart and totally necessary. Even if it's like a, a bolt on uh, PDF that's available, mm-hmm. you need to have something to, to get people into the game and get them moving. Yeah. Um, this is one that I've, I've heard good things about and I've actually had a chance, some like a, like a peephole view into it. And I, and it's one that I could probably end up picking up eventually if I were to start running uh, superhero games, this probably would actually be one of be one of my go-tos between this. There are like two or three other products that, uh, mm-hmm. that I might go have to choose between. Yep. Yep. Um, chaos eight there in chat. Andrew uh, is telling us that deviant is a world of darkness product. So thanks oh, to okay. uh, chat well, for adding clarity. Perfect. Um, you can tell that John and I are not currently World of Darkness people um, no. in any meaningful way. So um, any lack of knowledge on our end isn't because we don't think it looks interesting. It's because mm. we just it's one that we haven't gotten to sink our teeth into. Speaking of sinking your teeth into, um, uh, Children of the Blood and Trails of Ash and Bone take up number five and number six. Both of those are Masquerade. Official products by Renegade Games. Uh, Renegade Games coming out swinging uh, this year after taking over the World of Darkness uh, product line or the Vampire World of Darkness product line. Mm-hmm. And then if you just just bebop down this list, you're going to see a bunch of other World of Darkness products um, in the top 20. Yeah. Just filled with it. Yeah, you'll see a lot of... There are four more Shadowrun um, uh, yep. books that are in here. You've also got one that I feel like it's a shame that it didn't get it didn't get more love. Uh, one that and it's pro- I probably have a biased opinion on it, but just because of the positive uh, experience that I had playing in it, and that was Tiny Cthulhu. I really enjoyed the mm-hmm. tiny the tiny dungeon system, the tiny, tiny Cthulhu in particular, and how it's like super open. It is it doesn't worry. There's like very very little crunch. What what die rolls are there are just because almost like uh, out of uh, uh, an obligation to roll some dice uh, mm-hmm. in order to say whether or not you actually you accomplish something or not. Otherwise it's, it's very open-ended and very free form in the way that mm-hmm. uh, the way the games run, which is, which is nice. And the books are small. You can just throw it into your backpack. It's not going to take a, it's not gonna be a heavy load. And if you want to play, if you want some Cthulhu on the, mm-hmm. on the go, this is probably, that's probably the book that you want to, you want to end up taking with you. Cool. Yeah. Great list. Uh, right. Um, let's round it out with a talk about historical RPG. This is where we get weird, folks. When they mm-hmm. check the box historical, what they're really saying is we reference a place on the United States or on the world, <laughs> on the world's atlas in a point in time other than this one at some point in our book. It is very much not historical. Um, all right, let's start at the top and then we'll work our way down. Hmm. Blaster Volume 3 is at the top. And basically, this confirms to me that I am missing out by not uh, sinking my teeth into Blaster. Um, I I know so very little other than it looks awesome. I've looked at it numerous times and just never bitten the bullet and ordered uh, a copy. I couldn't even tell you that much about it. Um, I think it's like an anthology series of RPGs that you can just play through. I think it's like a, almost like a magazine sort of a thing, but I don't know. Um, I don't know. You have, yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about, about blaster either. This is one of the, one of those where I'm surprised that it's at the top of the list and oh. I may have heard about it, but not much. 
Oh, listen, listen, here we go. What is Blaster? This is at the bottom of their uh, thing here. Uh, what happens when five of Wargaming's most talented indie designers are teamed up with an incredible graphic artist? The answer is a unique anthology product. Uh, new rules for your favorite indie titles. New games ripped right from the minds of Wargaming's most prolific collective of published writers and insights into the process of writing and creating games. Yeah, this is this is cool. like I'm looking here. I'm seeing there's a little thing for uh, Rangers of Shadowdeep there, which is a, a tactics minis game um, with some narrative elements. There's a, a, a self-contained book like R R R RPG. Um, this is not a test. There's a supplement for that one. Just a bunch of cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so Blaster took uh, the number one spot, Blaster Volume 3. Mythic Babylon took number two. Uh, Mythic Babylon is... Uh, this is actually one that I've... I, I actually... I purchased this uh, oh, really? earlier in the year. Okay, well... Um, this is this is pretty cool. This is actually based on... It's a supplement for the Mithras uh, gaming system. Okay. And it is... I think it's in a good spot being in the uh, in this historical... Uh, categorization it's just mythic historical but it's mm -hmm. set in uh in mesopotamia and mm. it's uh very it's very greek oriented right so it's like uh a very like a uh the odyssey or odysseus like a lot like a like a greek epic or an ode um and uh it's the the it's very political and not like super duper crunchy there's a little bit of everything that's in it, but the, the the main thrust of the book is about the politics at the time in eight. I think it's 18th century BC or yeah, 18th century BC, where the cutthroat pilot pol uh, diplomacy, Machiavellian politics, uh, and like ec uh, ecstatic prophets, right? So if you're wanting to play something that's mm -hmm. like a like a Theros kind of vibe, but dialing back on the the super powered mythic epicness mm -hmm. and mm -hmm a little bit closer to not realistic, right. But closer to it than mythic Babylon is where I would go for that. It's just interesting. I've always been a, a student of, of Greek mythology and it was, and I thought that uh, it caught my eye. So I went and picked it up uh, a couple months ago. Fascinating. Uh, all right. So number three is the between by the gauntlet. The between is a Victorian era, London, uh, basically monster of the week if you remember our mm -hmm. this is this is monster of the week in london uh inspired by the penny dreadful uh uh tv show um and it comes with a whole bunch of things to kind of help you uh, like handbooks which are like their classes things like that to help you get set into the mindset this is cool i didn't know about this before if i find this in physical form somewhere i will probably own it um that's where i'm at with this one um because I think this is a great mix, uh, powered by the apocalypse, monster of the week style thing with with Victorian era London. I'll I'll own this probably at some point. Um, and then number five is another system that will. This one is on my list of I'm going to buy this. Just give me a moment. <laughs> sort mm -hmm. of a, <laughs> put it in the hopper. Yeah. Um, the Zweihander. Is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Yeah, uh, Spyhander, which is a two-hander in German. Yeah, yeah, RPG. Um, Flames of Freedom, the grim and perilous RPG core rulebook. Um, I don't really care if I get the Flames of Freedom one. I just want to try Zweihander. 
that's where I'm at with that. There you go. This one's cool because it's set in during the Revolutionary War, but there's a supernatural angle to it. Mm. Um, agents of the occult entreat both Continental Army and Redcoats. Freemasons conspire in the city of Brotherly Love. Maryland is in the throes of a witch hunt by the Knights Templar. It's pretty cool. This is like a alternate history kind of thing where there's more of us, more supernatural, but it's not incredible. It's not as supernatural as like a uh, like a Deadlands like a really overt mm-hmm. alt history. This is more um, people rationalize the supernatural more and mm-hmm. refuse to believe in what it is. And they're more uh, like uh, uh, secret societies, like the Freemasons and things like that, that are kind of at play political mm-hmm. factions outside of just Britain and, and uh, young America uh, vying for control of Interesting. The, the new, the new country, the new world. Now, what's what's crazy here is that Zweihander, or whatever he is, um, also published that Neverland 5e Peter Pan book, Mm -hmm. which is a really great book. Um, But I almost backed the Blackbirds setting, or the Blackbirds RPG that uses the same rule set uh, this Mm. year on Kickstarter. Didn't quite pull the trigger, but I'm probably going to regret not doing so. because I think this is one that I'm going to try out, and my suspicion is I fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. Um, rounding out number five, through the breach RPG from Nightmares by Weird Miniatures. Um, yeah, I have no idea. This is a, a no new idea. one for me, this right? Is, but, yeah, which I, you know, to be honest, a lot of these are not. Uh, like I know some of these, like Achtung, uh, Cthulhu Two D Twenty players die, but guide by modifius and a couple of others tiny cthulhu showed up at six but i'm not f- super familiar with uh through the breach the rpg where uh-huh. by uh, weird miniatures i don't know what system is it uh it's, is it it's, its own I think it's its own system if i recall um uh i'm gonna say yeah. that and i'm gonna be wrong um, the book but- provides adventures with exciting new character creation options so this is an ex- extension of uh of another Another the core book that they've got out there, the Thor, through the breach role playing game. Mm-hmm. Oh, from yeah, so from nightmares is that's the expansion book, and through the breach is the actual RPG. I see. Yeah, um, through the breach to me looks like a horrific um, game set in like Victorian era that deals mm-hmm. with all sorts of monsters and kind of has a um, a penny. It, it, it uses the penny dreadful themes a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. there as well um monsters magic and steel collide there you go mm-hmm. uh, i'm not opposed to trying this this looks cool um I, I would i would give this a go yeah this is one of those that i'd like to at, at a convention i'd like to play mm-hmm. somebody that's really passionate about it and really like sell me on it sell me on how There's much i should a lot really of enjoy product it. for it a lot of product a lot yeah. of adventures jeez louise um okay cool 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 uh, what else could we say? Cause that's number five. Tiny Cthulhu just missed that list. Brand Colonia mm. just missed the top five. Um, uh, Akjung Cthulhu, uh, is it in at number 10? Um, which is cool. They got another one in 15 for the game master's guide too. Yep. Yep. Uh, Legend of the five rings is in there. Legend of the five rings. Uh, yeah, Brand Colonia is in there twice actually. Yeah. That's their, um, uh, that is their adventure book, I believe, is what's coming in uh, almost uh, there at the end. Um, first official expansion, um, 
in this book, you'll find new options, uh, new spells. Yep, yep, it's just more stuff. Um, I can't remember how that got unlocked. It might have been through stretch codes during the campaign. But... Mm-hmm. Crazy. Um, it's a lot, man. That's I think that as much as what I learned from things like this is as much as we try to have our finger on the pulse of all the different types of games that are out there, the market so is so massive, especially the independent market and these these small game companies that pop up and create really fantastic product. It's just buried under a mountain of other stuff that's out there. It's impossible to keep up with. Every I will. Single bit of I it. will be doing this every year if I if I can from here on out mm-hmm. because like I look through these lists, and I'm like this recharged my list of things that I need to own. <laughs> right. This, yeah, exactly. This, this discussion costs me money and these, these lists should cost everyone money because there's something mm-hmm. in here for you. Um, and it's cool. Like I'm excited to like, these are a lot of these are products that didn't hit Kickstarter. And so they flew under our radar, right? A little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yep. So um, anything else you want to cover from these lists before we, uh, I know. So, so the, the thing that I think we should have made clear before is obviously these are best sellers from Drive Through RPG. So, right. <clears throat> as cool as these lists are, you can't like the fact that <laughs> the fact that you know certain companies were not on this list or certain major products is probably because they weren't on Drive Through, right? Like that's the simple answer, right? Like why isn't there why isn't Starfinder on the on the sci-fi list? Probably because it wasn't uh, on Drive Through. Like that that's going to be my guess. Um, who knows? Uh, Bear Droid is asking if there's no list for fantasy. I'm sure there will be. It's not out yet, though. Um, you can follow along with these lists by hopping over to geeknative.com. That's where they're being posted. Um, specifically, they are being written by a man named Andrew Girdwood. Um, and uh, he looks like he's putting out one every weekday. I, so I'd expect maybe one to come out tomorrow. Uh, last year, he put out like eight different lists. So. All right, uh, John. Anything else we should cover in this uh, in this episode here? I don't, I don't think so. I think um, I mean, if we really wanted to dip into, I'm just I did a quick look and drive through RPG, just looking at the top ten that they've got that are currently out there in hottest fantasy. The One Ring is number two right now. What? Uh, oh, it's Root. Is that number Root, one? Right? The role playing game is number yeah. one. You're exactly right. Yep. It's it's yeah. That's getting a lot of hype. Um, I mean, it looks, it. This one, to, like Root, to me makes a lot of sense because it's got like broad appeal, with it's kind of like that the cartoony vibe. Well, One Ring's been sitting there for two months, so yeah. <laughs> like if you haven't bought it yet, you probably don't care about it, um, right. or or you know just hard. I would say that um, I'm also really excited that Minskin Boo's Journal of Villainy is still in yeah. the top. It's a great book. Like as far as like if we're going to talk about the best five e. D&D, Dungeons and Dragons, um, like Forgotten Realms book. Guess what? It's not put out by Wizards. The best D&D book of this year is Men's mm-hmm. Kinboo's Journal of Villainy. That Hands was down. amazing. It's amazing. Yep. Um, if, if you like Forgotten Realms, you should own that book uh, tonight. Uh, yeah, so uh, Andrew's asking for about Root, the role-playing game. Um there, uh, the our, the root RPG contains it's like unique playbooks, which are built to help you create vagabonds, or that's your vagabond is essentially your character that you build out. Um, that echo in the woodland. So it's it's this is that anthropomorphic animal genre that uh, like mouse guard, secret of Nim kind of kind of vibe. 
there was a board game, I think. And it's PBTA. Point. We should we should know if you don't. John, you said playbooks, but it's 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 a powered by the apocalypse game with the root uh, aesthetic. Like I got you. Of it, right. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you now. I got yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, so they've got um, you have the the core book that's out, and there are several expansions that they've already got uh, got out as well. But this is uh, this is actually a part of a bundle. It looks like that they're they've offered up on on drive through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's the one. That's what's actually at number one is the bundle. Yeah, yeah. Whew. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, appreciate everyone for hanging out. Uh, we mentioned um, at the beginning that this might be the end. It's not going to be the end for this podcast, um, uh, though we might take on a different name and do some other things uh, after the first of the year. What I can say, though, is um, you may have heard it before. There's probably already talks. By the time this episode drops, there's probably going to be talk about it in our Discord chat quite heavily. Um, but we are going to take the first few i think we'll say few for now the Mm -hmm. first few nights off of streaming in january uh so i think right now we're looking at maybe removing the fourth the ninth and the 11th are those the ones we're looking at or was it the ninth the 11th and 16th ninth and 11th and the 16th right i don't remember uh well we yeah ninth 11th and yeah we make a triumphant return for the 18th yeah, so 9th, 11th, and 16th, we're looking at um, not doing live live streams. There will still be episodes dropping them because we've been doing multiple episodes for the past few weeks to, to get our backlog kind of loaded up for the podcast. Um, and instead, we are going to be running uh, or offering to run games for you fine folks uh, in the in our community. Um, I don't know. We, we have not uh, determined what we're going to be running. Um, or exactly when, other than that uh, night of the 11th, January 11th, that Tuesday, we'll 100% be running some games that evening. Mm-hmm. So you could earmark that. The Sundays, I think, at least on my end, um, and probably on Troy's end, are we're going to be a bit more flexible on. Um, you might even find an afternoon game, uh, at least afternoon here in the States during that time. Um, and I think games are to be determined. Do you have any ideas what you, you, you kind of talked about what you might run John for yeah. one of your offerings. No, we've talked about it before, like the, our top three, like dream list of games that we want to either run or play in. So I'm going to go ahead and I'll bite the bullet gladly. Uh, I'm probably looking at either kids on bikes or tales from the loop. More than likely, Tales from the Loop is one is the one that I'll end up playing, but it'll play like a kids on bikes, stranger things, goonies, kind of vibe yeah look at, look I, at that one yeah yeah that's awesome i i'm super excited um listen chat if you don't sign up for john's game then i'm going to so that's <laughs> that's where it's going to be um well and i think that probably goes to say that like uh we'll be playing in each other's games but first mm-hmm. and foremost if, if, if there's if there's not people to fill the slots we'll slide in but what we're going to try to do is let you guys have like first dibs. We'll post it in our discord. We'll just first come first serve. But um, our goal is that, you know, we run three, four, five games in total mm-hmm. um, and, and, and let you guys uh, hang out. Um, Cause we miss playing with some of you at virtual weekends. Some of you, not Girk, but some of you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> I've missed killing some of you at uh, at virtual weekends. Your players or your characters, I mean, not players. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, what uh, I can say, I will probably run a Morkborg uh, game for chat um, because I think that that's fun as a, that'll be really fun as a one shot. I don't have an answer for something else at the moment, but I think we'll probably just throw up like my guess is I'll probably throw two games into the mix. You'll probably throw one or two in the mix. Troy will probably throw one or two in the mix. And um, if some of them don't fill, you know, cause some of them are going to be at the same times or whatnot, that's fine. We'll, we'll mix and match, but uh, yeah, Andrew's asking about how many players we'd end up having at the tables. I'm, I'm comfortable with probably like five. That way there's, it's not packed as tight as an, an adventurer's league. Yeah. Unless you have a, a preference, Zach, that you prefer. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be somewhere around there. And you know I'm messing with you, Yurik. Um, <laughs> um, uh, no, we want anybody, if you're listening to the podcast, yes, or if you're with us on the live stream, this is your warning, though it's probably already been warned in Discord at this point by the time this episode drops, but this is another warning to get your butt into Discord and, mm-hmm. and be aware because... Um, we, we want you to be a part of this. Um, and I'm saying all this, and Troy might be like, Zach, that episode is going to drop on the 16th. <laughs> like, yeah, after it, it needs to drop sooner. It, this needs to be like a special special episode that yeah, drops maybe we'll, this week. I'll, I'll wrangle um, into it. But yeah, I think, uh, yeah, nine. Craig's like, you should nine, run oh nine. God, no. skills. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm we'll even willing to take, what I think what I may end up doing is I'll throw it out to Discord. Again, let me further bait everyone out there to make sure that you show up to Discord. I'll put out there and I'll say, "Here, here are three. And if I and I'll let uh, the uh, the the uh, the players to be, I'll let them determine which one it would be. Like a Dragonlance one shot, since I'm the Dragonlance nerd of the show, or um, Tales from the Loop. What was one of the other ones I was thinking about doing too? Like a Star Wars one shot would be pretty cool. Uh, Or uh, Camp Clearwater." Massacre was one mm-hmm. that I re- refined down to an actual workable four-hour session. I swear, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like a twelve-hour the way we were running it before. But uh, I've I've learned since then. <laughs> so if you want to do like a, a, a slasher fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons slasher type thing, that's that's pretty cool. So mm-hmm. something like that. Awesome. Look awesome. at Valinaz. Oh. You would play in a Dragonlance game if I was running it. You know what that? You that's know a, what that's, a, that's like the, important. You know that that, that right? hype worries me, man. That, that hype that, worries well, me. Well, and listen, there's there's an undertone there that you should be aware of, which is that they kind of feel like Dragonlance is overrated, hmm. but they want to play in one of your games. So, like, I'll put up with Dragonlance for John. That's that's cool, man. Thanks for yeah. thanks. You know what? You know what? I can I can count on you to keep me humble, Zach. Thank you. No, I was feeling I, pretty I, good about myself. You. No, I was no, like, no, no, oh, no, that was a compliment. Listen, that's saying that's that's there is a compliment there saying that they are willing to put up with the overhype of Dragonlance in order to mm. get into a John Christian game. That's okay. I that was like a that was a double edged knife <laughs> yeah, yeah, right yeah. there. <laughs> Either way, you, if you accept it, you must accept uh-huh. all of it, and if you reject uh-huh. it, you must reject all of it. Yeah, that's where we're well, at. Thank you. Uh, okay, so Craig, by the way, what you're putting out there about playing all Kinders. Um, depending on how it goes with the Dragonlance setting this year, cool. I've got, I've got, I've got the, I've got the, uh, the scratch for your itch when it comes mm. to that. And that's all, all that's all, that's mm. all I'm going to leave it at. Mm. If the setting comes out this year, as soon as it comes out, I've already got plans. So yeah. Yeah. a little TBD from there. 
All right. Uh, well, with that, uh, thanks, John, for hanging out. Um, this will be the last, uh, probably, we might we might sneak in for a Tuesday night recording, but this will probably be the last episode mm-hmm. uh, for the year um, live recorded. And uh, we'll see what, uh, what we come back with in January um, to, to shock and amaze you or just be like, yeah, sure. That bare minimum. Great. Good job, guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> you changed your name. Uh-huh. Wow. Same old, same old, same, yeah. same idiots running the same, <laughs> same slop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot. Uh, Bear Droid, Craig, Villanaz, uh, Chaos 8, Girk. Um, I saw our friend Dave Burkhart was in chat for a bit. Mm-hmm. Who else am I missing here, uh, John? I think that's everybody. I think you got everybody. And if not, then you know who you are. You, you can complain you about it in Discord. Kilowatt was in here. Yep, got um, lots in there. All right, yep, yep. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you in a bit. Hey, everyone, thanks for listening. If you like this episode and you want to continue the conversation with us, go ahead and head on over to our Discord. There's a link in the show notes, and you can always shoot us a message on Facebook to get a link there as well. Uh, while you're at it, if you wouldn't mind, give us a like on Facebook. Give us a subscription over here on your podcast feed. Uh, give us a review and some stars while you're at it. That would be awesome. That's the way we get in front of more people. And if you want to watch a live show, we're live almost every Sunday and Tuesday on Twitch and YouTube, and you can find links to all of that right there in the Discord. We'll see you next time. Everybody have a great game and stay safe out there. All right, streaming. All right. Hey, we got through through two. Yeah, we did. Who's making them run long? Troy's making them run long. Not us. (laughs) 